Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Quiet on the set. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Dan. Hey, Keith. This is episode number 166. Word. <laughs> That's good. I'm sure there's an order 66 joke in there somewhere. But... <laughs> anyway, uh, let's do some housekeeping. Word. We have a review. Hey. That's exciting. <laughs> we typically don't have those. <laughs> well, we, we, we have them. We just don't, we don't get more. <laughs> yeah, we don't get more of them. Well, first I want to point out that we jumped from like 265 ratings to 278. So that's good. Ooh, thanks, y'all. Yeah, right. Um, Hold on strong with our 4.5 out of 5 stars. Yeah. So people like us. But here's an honest to God review. <laughs> five stars. <laughs> this show is a ton of fun. It's more informative than Wikipedia and more factually accurate. I'm not sure that statement's factually <laughs> accurate, but I'll take it. I finally signed up for a Wikipedia account last night. There you go. Uh, good, you can make a page for the show. Uh, <laughs> Keith, Dan, and Christian Bale do a great job week in and week out. Give a few episodes a listen and you will not be disappointed. Hippie hater via <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Hey, thanks, hippie hater. Thanks, hippie hater. <laughs> better, uh, better late than never. Yeah, right. Well, I was thinking, oh, it's a stranger. <laughs> no, it's hippie hater. But hey, better than nothing. Thanks I'll all the it. same. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I got more emails from that guy that's doing like promo. This time it's for more <laughs> movies. It's yeah. like Clifford the Big Red, Big Red Dog and like some <laughs> other stuff. And I'm just like, if I hadn't responded to your previous emails, <laughs> what makes you think that I am prepared to start doing a bunch of work for you? <laughs> I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to send them my Venmo link and be like, look, I'll do this for five bucks. That's every the deal. time he sends you something new, just keep Venmo. sending the Venmo. Five bucks and we'll pimp your fucking movie. <laughs> You're not giving me any value by me giving out promo codes for you. business. That thing right? doesn't need help. I, I know, right? <laughs> Oh, well. Uh, no new Patreons, and we're not on the charts. Word. Well, we got a review. No Venmos. But Dan, <laughs> what's the number one movie in America? All right. I put my thoughts together on this. Oh, <laughs> some thoughts. Uh, my guesses are number one is Encanto again. Correct. Uh, number two, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Correct. And then still in the top five, Dune and No Time to Die. Neither of those. Damn. Oh, All good, right. Good. Call the top two, though. <laughs> so it's Encanto is number one with 13.1 million. Okay. Ghostbusters Afterlife with 10.4. Mm-hmm. House of Gucci in uh, third. Of course. Seven yeah, million. Yeah, yeah. Number four, Christmas with the Chosen, colon, The Messengers, <laughs> which I looked into at 4.3 million. I think it is the songs... Like it's like classic Christmas songs done on like modern takes, but it's like a movie of them being recorded. Okay. When it says Christmas with the Chosen, I'm like, is this a Jews for Jesus situation? <laughs> yeah. And number five is Eternals with four point one. Uh, okay. Word. So there's that. All right. I um, thought that that had dropped off sooner. Sure. Me too. Uh, <laughs> that's your top five, but. I got a movie review and not even a full movie review. Just some thoughts I want to put out. Uh, I had said how excited I was for eight bit Christmas. Mm -hmm. That's the Neil Patrick Harris. Once a Nintendo. And I watched it. Yeah. Modern jingle all the way. It's more uh, to me. It was more a modern Christmas story Mm. because it's, it's not him getting something for the kid. It's him telling the story of when he was a kid. And this was the present that he wanted that he could not get. And his parents were like, 
no video games are bad for you. Yeah. No Red Rider BB gun for you. Uh, <laughs> it is almost beat for beat a Christmas story. <laughs> yeah. With the added point of now there's a narrator <laughs> in the present time not giving his kid what they want for Christmas. Yeah. Um, it's I had such but, high hopes for this movie. Yeah. But they put every good joke in the trailer. Yeah. And then the rest is just filler. And again, it's just beat for beat. With the exception, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen 8-Bit Review, <laughs> cover your ears real quick. Doesn't get the gift. <laughs> uh, like it's, it's like they did the opposite of what all of the other movie studios are doing, mm-hmm. which is taking the name of a thing you already like and then right. changing it <laughs> to make it worse. It is, <laughs> this uh, is like, oh no, we're just copy and pasting. We're just going to call it a different thing. <laughs> even in the way that like a Christmas story, like because it's it's told from a kid's perspective, mm-hmm. really exaggerates the things that yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you've you got know. like unreliable narrator license. Uh, that a lot. Yeah, yeah. And that's fun, except that it's been mm-hmm. done before. Like there's even like a Scott Farkas mm-hmm. bully situation. <laughs> no, it's just not told in the I guess what was that, the sixties for a Christmas story. This is told yeah. in the eighties. Um so it's like there was nothing novel and there was nothing new. Mm. It, you know, I couldn't even figure out why there was a Neil Patrick Harris <laughs> narrating situation until the very end where they're like, oh, because characters had to have passed away by now to get some heartstrings pulled. Mm. Um, so all in all, I rated a D. I, I, I figured he was in it just so they could have a name to sell it. But they could have put the name <laughs> anywhere else. Like they could have just had them in the movie. Yeah. Um, and there were more names in the movie. I just don't remember because I kept looking at my phone. Just, <laughs> That's always I a kept, good sign. <laughs> I kept being like, I don't give a fuck about this. Um, so a solid D, two out of five stars. It was <laughs> it was a little laborious to get through because it drags. Mm. But again, the five jokes that are hilarious fucking hit. Like yeah. fucking guffaw <laughs> knee slappers. But I'm not sure I needed a whole movie to get to them. Where? This could have been a YouTube video. This could have been an email. Could have been an email. That's uh, that's my review of Eight Bit. Uh, you know, watch it if you're bored and you and you like shitty Christmas movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw it on the list yeah. if you're doing a marathon. We got the uh, Spider-Man into uh, no across the Spider Verse Part One trailer. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Issa Rae is playing Spider Woman. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah saw some other Spider Jessica Drew. Yeah, and then um, in theory they're also doing Cindy Moon as uh, Silk. Yeah, uh, which is a cool, cool character. We got more Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. So <laughs> yeah, I looked up because I, I could never remember exactly what the world of twenty ninety nine is. The um, future. The, yeah, so it's uh, it's officially uh, a possible future of the regular Marvel 616 universe. Okay. But it also has been uh, officially designated as Earth 928, which okay. is what he's like punching into his wrist thing is 928 before they jump in the trailer. Okay. Um and man is the 2099 uh way more prescient of a thing <laughs> than they probably ever thought was going to be. What do you mean? <laughs> um uh so here here's the uh, the description of it from okay. the uh uh from the Marvel like was it like fanverse or whatever mm-hmm. like the Marvel wiki is 
the world of 2099 is a cyberpunk dystopia similar to the world of Blade Runner. North, sure. North America is a corporate police state ruled by a few a few huge mega corporations, most notably Alchemex, which owns the private police force, the public eye. <laughs> so it's uh, it's Amazon. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, in ten years, the fuck do you mean dystopia? <laughs> yeah, that's later stage capitalism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, so Alchemex was the company in the first movie that was run by Olivia Octavius, but funded by Kingpin. Oh, and together with so the, they uh, win. That's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Great>. Yeah, <laughs> solid. <laughs> so Nothing yeah, together with the uh, Miguel O'Hara uh, post credit scene. It's like they they clearly had plans to do like a big Alchemex is the bad guy, like twenty ninety nine universe sure. thing. Because I'm guessing <laughs> that uh, that future is so horribly dystopic <laughs> that uh, um, that Miguel Hera has to come back in time and across universes to try and fix it. Yeah, he's got to slap the shit out of Miles Morales. <laughs> like <laughs> you failed, you failed fucking miserably. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And the um, the other place that they go to before um, they jump to 2099 that I I didn't catch um, until I saw a breakdown, um, and it's the um, uh, Earth 50101. India, right? Which is India. Yeah, yeah it's uh, Pavadar Prabhakar. Yep. Um, it was the uh, the Indian Spider Man, and he jumps by a sign that says Mumbatton. Yep. which is uh Mumbai, Mumbai Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. Uh there's tablas in the music and all of the like thwip bump, you know, action words that pop up are uh, written in Hindi or uh Tamil. Very cool. Yeah. So that's going to be a good movie. And it's fucking part 1. Yeah. That's that's a thing I didn't know sure. <laughs> until I saw the trailer. Yeah, I was <laughs> ill prepared to see that as well. Like, yeah. all right. Well, here we go. <laughs> They're really ca- Sony did something right, so they're gonna cash the fuck in on it. Yep. It's part one of fifty. <laughs> <laughs> they're not fucking around with this. Yeah, and hopefully they've they've got you know the people who did the first one, which won best animated feature mm-hmm. against a Pixar movie. <laughs> you know, sure. So hopefully they're uh, they're making good decisions, <laughs> and it's part one for a reason. Yeah. Uh, more fun Marvel stuff is that uh, Kevin Feige said Charlie Cox is absolutely his daredevil mm-hmm. in the MCU. When yeah, in the, the most Kevin Feige way. He's like, I don't know when you're going to see him, where you're going to see him, why <laughs> if, you're going to see him, gonna if you're going to see him. But if there was, if there's going to be a daredevil, be it's going to be Charlie Cox. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> hopped on Twitter, you know, very tongue in cheek, like, hey, you know. This guy is so devoted. He's such a good daredevil. Good for him. Happy for him. And that's all he said about it. Mm-hmm. You motherfucker. You know. You know you're in this fucking show. Yep. You know what's going on. Uh So there's that. Yeah. Uh, I've I've picked who I want to be on this show. Like who I like who my dream <laughs> person to interview would be. Mm. Of any actor, director, producer, anything on the planet. Mm-hmm. And it's Ridley Scott. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Ridley Scott was recently doing uh, some uh, some press in Russia. Okay. And this Russian journalist said to him, hey, you know, I, you know, like, I'm paraphrasing, but I really like The Last Duel. It was really, really realistic, you know, much more than like Robin Hood or Kingdom of Heaven. I think you really got the realism down. And Ridley, Scott, uh, Ridley Scott's uh, response was, sir, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. 
Thank you very much. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself, sir. Go on. <laughs> and that was his response. And I'm like, fuck you. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy you. shit. Would he do well on the <laughs> show? And I have looked everywhere for this sound bite and I can't have, find it. And if I no. do find it, that's going to replace Christian Bale on this show. <laughs> Sir, fuck you. Fuck you. Thank you very much. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself, sir. Go on. Go on. Fuck you. Holy <laughs> shit. Kindred spirit. Oh, my God. He does not. Like, you can't say one unkind thing about any movie he's ever done. Apparently, Even while complimenting his newest one, I guess. Holy fuck did that make me happy <laughs> go fuck yourself sir go on <laughs> uh apple studios picked up bad blood which is the jennifer lawrence uh mm. starred feature about theranos yeah um written and directed by adam mckay mm-hmm. probably not produced by will ferrell <laughs> no probably not <laughs> Uh, yeah oof uh but i'm a little bummed that it's apple studios because i really want to see this because i've watched like at least three theranos documentaries at some point and that Mm -hmm. elizabeth holmes was (laughs) fucking basket case dude (laughs) just out of her fucking mind (laughs) uh buzz McAllister, (laughs) the uh or his (laughs) real name's devin uh rat tray rat ray r-a-t-r-a-y I'm calling him Rat Ray. Ratray. <laughs> anyway, uh, Rat Ray. Uh-huh. Uh, he has been trying to get together and reveals that there is going to be one a Home Alone cast reunion. Okay. Um, probably through Zoom. Word. But they'll find a, a home for it. Uh, to uh, two of the uh, the main characters will not be returning, <laughs> which is Macaulay Culkin and <laughs> Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> All right. Uh, also said probably will not be returning as Kieran Culkin, who's the only one mm. that I believe is busy because he's on succession yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got shit to do yeah <laughs> um by the way if you're not watching succession you are fucking up because <laughs> holy shit the whole last episode really revolved around a dick pic and that was really funny to me um meryl street mm-hmm. she's uh you know uh she did don't look up yeah we'll talk more about don't look up later mm-hmm. but uh she was talking about how when she was on set or doing press with uh jonah hill and uh jennifer lawrence they kept calling her the goat (laughs) and she did not know that that is an acronym and just took it in stride like meryl street just Just like oh there's some fucking slang these kids are using jennifer Jennifer lawrence says we offhandedly call meryl the goat we were doing a photo shoot and she said something and said something like goat and meryl kind of said that's right. Just tell the old goat where to go. <laughs> and I was like, Meryl, you know that goat means greatest of all time, right? And she was like, oh, no. <laughs> Jonah Hill said, Meryl to me is the goat. She's the greatest of all time. And the whole week I'm saying, working with Meryl is the best. She's the goat. And then today we're doing a press conference and she's like, Jonah's so comfortable with me. He's been calling me a goat all week. <laughs> oh. Uh, and he said that she's so cool, she wasn't even offended like that. And <laughs> Which makes her trick. even more the goat. Yeah. Can you imagine them, like, trying to put on a brave face and be like, young assholes are calling me a goat. Here comes yeah. the old goat. Oh, my God. I know. That's not even the funniest thing on my list. Oh. 
<laughs> Adam Driver says that uh, he's got a list. He, well, he talks about things that he takes from, from movies. Nice. <laughs> uh, and I included this quote because it reminds me of myself a little. Mm-hmm. He says, I have lots of stuff. I for sure have a helmet. I have two helmets, actually, and a lightsaber. I have stuff from the dead don't die. Every movie I try to take something. I take a lot of pictures, too. Sometimes I take things that are on set, like a bunch of stuff from Annette, The Last Duel. I have a machete from the dead don't die that I killed zombies with. I take all sorts of stuff. And then I keep them in a room, and I just pray to myself as an homage to all the things that I've done. (laughs) Which I am positive is tongue-in-cheek. He doesn't even like listening to himself. Yeah. You know, he famously um, got out of an NPR interview and just walked out. Yeah. Because he's like, hey, I don't like listening yeah, to Yeah, they were like playing a clip of him. And he was like, oh, I don't. Yeah. And like. Uh, um, but he could enjoy like the props department people. You right? know, <laughs> like bring back good memories. Which, <laughs> I thought he was a, in the ants but apparently like um, even before going into this interview. Who the fuck? It was with um, like the main person on NPR. Who am I thinking of? Um, she's the she's yeah, a, she's yeah, an amazing yeah. journalist uh, with fresh air. Um, yeah. Oh my god! Oh, why? What? <sighs> I just woke up. What's your excuse? I'm dumb. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> like gross. Ju- Ju- Terry Greer. gross. Terry Gross. Terry Gross. There we go. There you go. <laughs> that was. I kept saying green in my head. Yeah, I got stuck oh, on fuck. Greer. Apparently, like you know, Pam he had Greer. talked to her people, and like before the interview was like, now we we're not gonna play any clips, right? And they're like, oh no. And then Terry Gross is like, here's a clip. Oh, Terry Gross, fuck yeah. you. And he just got up and left. I hear some Spider-Man news. Uh, Andrew Garfield. Do a flip. Do a flip. Oh, fuck. Come on. I didn't even think about it. Do a flip. Too worried about just ending this episode early. Fuck you. Um, Andrew Garfield uh, was asked about Tom Holland recently and said this. I really like him. Yeah. I think he's a wonderful person. I met him at the BAFTAs one year. And we had a lovely talk. He was very sweet. As an actor, I think he's just absolutely wonderful. I'm just super grateful that he's the one filling out the suit. I love those films. and I think they've just done an incredible, incredible job with it. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Andrew Garfield's a fucking liar. He's a fucking liar. And he shouldn't have to say these nice things, but you know he has to. Um, I think it's entirely possible that Sony kept the other two Spider-Men from Tom Holland so he'd keep his mouth shut. And they, they filmed all of their stuff on green screen. Right? Uh, <laughs> Stitched him into the movie. So it's entirely possible that the only time he's met Tom Holland was at the Baptist that one time. Oh, my issue, my issue is not that I think that they work together. My issue is that I don't think he's happy that he's not Spider-Man. I like that he said... Uh, I'm glad he's filled out the suit because I hope he means for now. Like, <laughs> again, Andrew Garfield, my favorite Spider-Man, deserved more, deserved better than the writing he got. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I know you like Tom Holland, but I think it's, I hope he walked away and Andrew Garfield's like, I fucking hate Tom Holland. <laughs> Tom Holland's a little shit. I'm sure he's not, but. No, nah, they all like each other. Uh, Tom Holland also uh, just uh, confirmed the rumor that in a biopic he is going to be playing Fred Astaire, okay. uh, which makes a lot of sense to me because if you've ever seen him on the lip sync battle doing the mm-hmm. dance to Rihanna, yeah, 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 and he yeah. was on Broadway doing dancing, it was that Billy something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy, Billy Eilish. Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> my joke. Uh, Billy, Billy McGuire, Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot, that's yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> it's an A. We're, we're real close on the yeah. names today. Uh, so I think it's very smart to have like one of the most you know well-known 
for or yeah. at least one of the first dancing actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense to me. Uh, <laughs> last piece of Spider-Man news is they put out a new character poster of Electro. Ooh. That's a close-up. That is a fucking arc reactor on his chest. Oh, word. It is the triangle in the circle one. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess that makes sense. It's the only, like, removable and reattachable one. I think they're all removable. Well, I mean, without, you it's, know, well, it's going, the one, going halfway into right. your chest it's, cavity. It's the you one, know? well, no, it's the one, not <laughs> the, one that the, you uh, can so, just stick on Not you. the triangle casing, the tri- the one he made where it's like a new element. Oh, like the, the, the triangle light. Iron Man 3? Two. 2. Iron Man 2 one. Okay. So I think the story is he definitely, in whatever universe that Electro is from, where Word. he wasn't blue, you know, killed Tony, took his arc reactor mm. yeah, and strapped yeah. it on himself. Um, it's like if, if Whiplash won. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And there's a a lot of speculation uh, that because of what he said during an interview that um, uh, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin has Stark tech upgrades because he yeah, is yeah, very yeah. clear about his suit is very different. It's very new and it's very upgraded. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Matrix uh, trailer. I think you're going to mm-hmm. talk about it. It has old Niobe in it. Yeah, it does. All right, if we're going to talk about it, I'll, I'll, you know, let's just jump into this. <laughs> Uh-oh, it's time for old Niobe. <laughs> uh, yeah, new uh, new Matrix trailer, which I guess the Deja Vu trailer that people were reacting to on YouTube was like like a, a short or a TV spot or a teaser for the next official trailer. Okay. But whatever, this one's called the official trailer 2. Right. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's got like a 40 to 60 year time jump apparently, because in the real world, old, or, uh, Niobe's gotten real old. Yeah. Has been like in war, I guess this whole time. Sure. Like she should be the same age as Neo. Yeah. And Trinity. Yeah. Which makes me think, all right, well maybe Neo is like, he's, he's, he's a half a program. So he ages weird. But then maybe Trinity's not real. I ha- I have two theories. One is that the <laughs> pod they're in keeps them young. Mm, and okay. two, they are not the original Neo in Trinity. Yeah. They're just new bodies with the consciousness replacing them. Yeah. I like there's one theory um, that I saw on probably YouTube. Um, that it's it's been the same Neo every time. What do you mean? Like all of the reboots. Oh, every He's the, the one same Neo, is and Neo. they've like wiped. They've successfully wiped his mind the other times. Got it. But like that only works so many times, and now like his memory sure. is starting to leak through the reboots. I like um, <laughs> I like that idea because then it's uh, they're just making the new body. Like it's it, they're not putting the one program into a new body each time. It's yeah. just the same motherfucking consciousness that keeps fucking them up. Yeah, it's it's like the the virus they can't get rid of, or like the malware. Right, <laughs> like uh, the best we can do is quarantine it, and you know, hope hopefully it doesn't get out of its quarantine. Which would make sense for the new pod system they have him in. It's like isolated mm. from everyone else, and like I think he's in the Matrix within the Matrix. Yeah. Also, uh, really good theory I saw online that Jonathan Groff is Agent Smith. Yeah. Uh, that it's just a new skin in the same way that Oracle got a new skin. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. That they're dropping hints in the trailers. Do you have anything on that? Uh, or just no like they keep showing him and then clips of smith yeah yeah that was this trailer was like going back and forth between like the new thing and the old thing yeah. that this is the deja vu of but it's just clearly like wrong in a way but right. yeah 
and there and I think he plays like Thomas Anderson's agent. Yeah, but th- isn't that funny? He's a- he's an agent, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. he's an agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, there yeah, there's some magazine picture of him like Neo doing like a super jump kick, and Jonathan Groff's blocking it. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously a program. Yeah, and his mouth comes together at one point like Neo's did in yeah, the original yeah, for some yeah. reason. There's a lot of shit going on in this fucking movie. Yeah, but why the fuck is Niobe old? Not a clue. Not a clue. <laughs> I'm hoping they're doing what they did with the the original movie and the marketing, which is like we're giving you enough to be like, what the fuck is happening? Sure, but not enough to piece together what the hell the actual story. Is. I have no fucking clue what the story is. <laughs> yeah. All I know is that the Matrix, his memories mm-hmm. are a movie in the Matrix. Yeah, which is very confusing. Yeah, <laughs> that was Spider Man music. <laughs> And, like, the whole thing is an allegory for what it feels like to be a trans person. So I'm, like, sure. trying to figure out how that works into the whole thing as well. And I'm, like, I, I got nothing. I hope <laughs> they do the original idea for Switch with someone in this movie. Yeah. Where they were supposed to be one gender outside and one gender inside because, like, their visual projection of themselves is, you know, their correct gender. Yeah. 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 I like that. Um, I really liked uh, yeah. the... Th- um the trailer playing on the theme of things being familiar but clearly wrong and different uh-huh um the the orchestration that they used right was rage against the machines wake up which played at the end of the first movie oh so you've got an orchestra of strings going Sure. So the same but different and wrong. Yeah, and then the uh, the part where in the song where it's just a bass break, the like doom do do doom do boo do 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 boo do, where it, you know jumps back into the band. It's like a synth break, but it's playing oh. the same part <laughs> before the orchestra comes back in. Shit, <laughs> so interesting. And the um the other part that I noticed in the music was there's the classic. You could even call it like the Matrix theme is the the motif of the two sets of like horns that are a tritone apart that are yeah um in this one it's only one set the other doesn't respond oh shit and at the very end it's both of them on top of each other as like a tone cluster this movie's gonna be crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I know all of it. I don't know if Don Davis is coming back to do the score, but I read some dude's like paper on like the, just the masterfulness of the score mm-hmm. from the the mm-hmm. last three movies, and like nothing is unintentional, <laughs> right? In in any of the score and any of the motif uses and all of that. So I know it's coming out on HBO, but I gotta see this one in theaters. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. There's no sense in watching this at home. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be like a Dune for me. <laughs> like sure. I'll, I'll watch it again on uh-huh. HBO, but yeah, gotta see it in the theater. What else you got? Um, so we got, uh, Sonic 2 has, uh, has cast its tails. Great. Um, you know who they got? Who? Chris Pratt. You're a liar. I am. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> they Tom got, Holland. They got, um, the, uh, the woman, uh, Colin O'Slaughnessy. Okay. Uh, who has been the voice in the games for the last, like, eight games. Really? Yeah. Oh, how about that? What's her name? Um, Colleen uh-huh. O'Shaughnessy. 
So there's a good chance she may be uh, some form of Irish or Scottish. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. O apostrophe S-H-A-U-G-H-N-E-S-S-E-Y. Hey. O'Shaughnessy. How's your there? And uh, I did not know Tails has a full name. It's uh, Miles Tails Prower. I did know that. <laughs> um, and, of course, Idris Elba is going to be uh, Knuckles. Right, yeah. <laughs> silly yeah she's been the the voice of the character uh since sonic boom i guess uh is a series of games uh from 2014 to 2020 so she's like the current voice of the uh of tales i believe sonic's full name is sonic drive-in the hedgehog I pre-wrote that joke and I sent it to Christian Bale. Say, hey, buddy, what do you think of this? Fuck you! (laughs) Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! And the email he wrote, sir, fuck you, fuck you, thank you very much, fuck you, go fuck yourself, sir, go on. What else you got? Um, Colin Trevorrow was talking about Jurassic World Dominion. Somebody asked him, uh, where was it? Uh, Total Film as a uh, outlet. Yep. Uh, was asking him about how much screen time uh, the, the OG cast has. Man, that's a really good question because, boy, do I give more of a shit about them than... Yeah. Any other character, especially Chris Pratt. Yeah. And like, is this going to be like a Star Wars thing where they're in right. it for, you know, two minutes right. and then they get killed off or something? Um, and uh, fly through space for some fuck all reason. <laughs> <laughs> some reason we're going to retroactively uh, talk about in the next movie. Yeah. Hmm. Um, he says the, uh, the legacy cast members... Uh, have as much screen time in Dominion as the current franchise stars Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard. Uh, he says they're not together the entire time, but we're following both of their stories equally, and you're going to ha- uh, you have a sense that they're going to collide at a certain point. There's this tension. It's not structured necessarily in a way that we're used to seeing our Hollywood movie structures, but it works. Does no. Colin Trevorrow not know how story writing works? Because <laughs> that's just an A plot and a, and a B, B plot, plot that meet at the end, which is like every story ever. Sure. <laughs> um, I mean, looking at his past work, no, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, Clearly, he does not know yeah. how story writing works. Uh, well, 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 let's get him on the show and he can tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> go on. Uh, you know, here's my thing. <laughs> You know, especially after Jurassic World three, it's like I hope this sto- Jurassic World three. You mean tw- you mean two? Sorry, Jurassic yeah, Park f- three. Fallen. Oh, okay. No, I'm thinking about Jurassic. When it's Grant and he goes back to the original island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, and his whole thing is like, stay the fuck away from dinosaurs. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot. I hope the B plot is the three main <laughs> characters getting to a bunker. Like, <laughs> like yeah. hey. Y'all, we warned you. We tried. Yeah. Malcolm sat, you know, yeah, in this part. So just, just staring at each other like, we tried to tell him. Yeah. We it's, fucking warned him. Alan Grant has been bitches. prepping for decades. <laughs> and they're just going to his bunker. Yeah. Which is then destroyed by a dinosaur. They're all just slack jaw. 
<laughs> so he went on to uh, explain how Dominion uh, will be a celebration of the entire Jurassic Park franchise, sure. describing Jurassic World threequel as a, a true ensemble. Um, he said the movie serves as a culmination of one story that's been to- uh, that's been told since the original Jurassic Park trilogy. That's true. It is the same fucking story every <laughs> single movie. That is Which, absolutely correct. Famously, he was let go of doing exactly that on episode nine. <laughs> right. After oh, one of his other movies. So I tried to figure out the timeline of when he was hired and fired from uh, Star Wars. Sure. Uh, Jurassic World comes out June of 2015, makes a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. He gets hired for episode nine in August of 2015. So like a couple of months later, they mm-hmm. announced that he's on episode nine. Uh, the next movie he makes, both writing and directing and as a producer credit, he's got nothing in between uh, uh-huh. Jurassic World and Book of Henry. <laughs> Sure. Right. Book of Henry comes out in June of 2017 with a budget of $10 million. It made $4.5 million globally. Solid. <laughs> and then uh, two months later, stepped down due to creative differences on Star Wars. Right, but it's... <laughs> it's not like the sequels to Star Wars were good anyway. Yeah. Like, get... It doesn't matter who's mm-hmm. directing them. And he's still got a story by credit right. on episode nine. So they used either enough of his stuff or he was on it yeah. long enough that like they had to. I'm in the middle <laughs> of a rewatch you know, like, of all Star Wars and I'm in the, the, you know, the sequel trilogy and I'm like, God, these are really just <laughs> mind numbingly fucking stupid sometimes. <laughs> just, uh, I, I, I still just audibly gasp sometimes at just how bad some of it is mm-hmm. and i'll go back and i'll watch you know the the original the the sequel uh the the prequels mm-hmm. and be like boy that is this the worst dialogue i've ever heard but it's not because then you get to the sequel trilogy <laughs> <laughs> and poor oscar isaac having to read these fucking words oh yeah trying to put as much charisma as possible into yeah just awful dialogue i rewatched <laughs> last jedi and like i famously do not like this movie and you like last jedi but when he's on the bridge and he's yelling at laura dern you know, Park, and he's <laughs> yeah. just like you are not just a coward you're a traitor like he is doing a master class of acting in, you know in the backyard of some dude's house in north carolina like poor guy yeah poor guy what else you got uh so uh speaking of movies that Maybe didn't do as well at the box office as they thought was going to. Last duel. Uh, no. Um, Hasaguchi. Uh, Shang-Chi. Oh, fuck um, you, sir. <laughs> has a sequel. Um, and I guess people have been trolling Simu Liu because the hashtag stop Asian hate. Right. Um, so he uh, he tweeted fuck the Variety you. article about the Shang-Chi sequel and uh, uh-huh. in works. Um, already greenlit their hiring director or the uh, the director's returning they made a deal with him so he wrote uh, retweeted that and said flopped so hard we got a sequel <laughs> <laughs> to which Kumail Nanjiani right. chimed in yes oh yes oh oh yes <laughs> nice that makes really happy <laughs> yeah. good I liked Shang-Chi yeah That's I didn't love really it really good it. movie I'll watch it again yeah um, and then the last thing I had was 
these delightful character posters for Don't Look Up, where they're right. all looking up. <laughs> right. <laughs> With, like, a comet in their eyes. Is the Meryl Streep looking up? I thought she was not looking up. Uh, her eye line is like slightly above camera. Okay. Same with Jonah Hills. His is the, the two of them, I guess, because he's like yeah. the his her secretary. Right. And it's just <laughs> and it's the like, ones that are deniers are trying not to look up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas the ones that are like, "Hey, we're all gonna die," are like looking up. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I saw an early <laughs> review that was like, "It is it despairingly accurate to like what the world <laughs> <Yeah>. is." <laughs> Oof. Uh, yeah. That's all I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, I, I legit thought it was a like a, a actual true story. Sure. I, sure. First time I saw the trailer. <laughs> That's it for Dan News. There we go. It's also, you know, we talked about how like NASA is implementing the, the asteroid program. Mm-hmm. And like nobody gives a shit. Like not even Bruce Willis can be bothered to show up for oh, it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I saw uh, an article recently that was like uh asteroid that uh, may hit Earth. Uh, has minerals estimated to be at uh, around five billion dollars worth. And right, it's just yeah. like oh, so you're the ma- mainstream media and people in general are more interested in how much money the things sure. are worth rather than oh, we might all die. Sure, <laughs> and like yeah, this all tracks. I mean, at this at this point, just let me go. <laughs> yeah, I'm... add it to the list of things that are gonna kill us in the I... next twenty years. I just want to do my time and get out. <laughs> Why the fuck do we need this in the world? Here's something we need it, but we didn't get, Dan. Mm. Die Hard actor and Family <laughs> Matters actor, for that matter. Okay. Reginald Vell Johnson mm-hmm. discusses his praise for the Russos on how he'd like to play an MCU villain Ooh. after his endgame scene was cut out. Oh. He, he filmed... And actually, I think it was that the headline says Endgame. I think it might have been Infinity War because the article was a little un- unsure. Mm. Because Professor Hulk was supposed to show up at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. But did not. Um, but there was a scene where there was a skyscraper on fire. And Professor Hulk, like, you know, like basically uh, Reginald Vell Johnson played a firefighter, like a fire captain who was stuck up there, like, too. Mm. And Professor Hulk comes up breaks off a satellite dish, gets everyone in the satellite dish, and walks them down to safety. Uh, oh, that's that's really cool. And we don't get it. We don't yeah. ever get that scene. <clears throat> um, so he goes on to say that how much he enjoyed the Marvel experience and would like to you know do it again and work yeah, with the yeah, Russos. Yeah. Specifically, he'd like <clears throat> to be a villain. Um, oh, that's awesome. In the same interview, he also says uh, about Die Hard. Mm-hmm. When I was filming the film Die Hard, I didn't even think about it being a Christmas movie. I knew that there was a Christmas theme and that was going to be in the movie, but it wasn't a major focus of the movie. And I never realized it was going to be a Christmas movie until the audience told me that it was. <laughs> and when the audience said it was a Christmas movie, I said, yes, and hell yes, it's a Christmas movie. Whatever you want to do, as long as you see the movie, I'm fine with it. <laughs> but now that it's become a Christmas S's movie, seats, I'm baby. fine with it. <laughs> They show it every Christmas, and that's fine with me. I'm okay with it. There's no substance of the statement. He just keeps saying Christmas and movie. Uh, I think he was very caught off guard by that question. That's really funny. Uh, I love that he's got the the like self-aware sense of humor that he was able to play himself as Principal Vel Johnson at Vel Johnson High School in Invincible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Because they, they apparently sure. Robert Kirkman's just a big fan. Sure. And like stuck him in the comic without asking him. Sure. <laughs> Who isn't a big fan? It's like, well, if we're going to. Carl fucking Winslow. Yeah, like if we're going to do this as a cartoon, like, sh- should we should we reach out and see if he wants to voice himself? Sergeant Al Powell, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so literally I- the first, <clears throat> the first um, trade paperback of, uh-huh. uh, of Invincible is called Family Matters. Oh, that's fine. All, all yeah. of the trades are like '80s TV shows. <laughs> Just loves family matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's time to lighten the mood before we go. George Clooney turned down working one day for thirty-five million dollars, and that tickled <laughs> oh the God. fucking shit out of me. I thought oh. that was the funniest thing. Imagine not needing the thirty-five million dollars. So, oh my God. Here's what he says. Well, yeah. I was offered $35 million for one day's work on an airline commercial, but I talked to Amal, his wife, uh, you know, and she's a human rights, human rights lawyer about mm. it, and they decided it's not worth it. It was associated with a country that, although it's an ally, has has been questionable at times, so mm. I thought, well, if it takes a minute... Saudi min- Arabia. Right? He said, <laughs> well, if it takes a minute's sleep away from me, it's not worth it. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you if Fuck it takes you. a minute's sleep away Fuck from you. you. You know what's worth a minute's sleep to me? Like 50 fucking bucks. I can't sleep most nights anyway. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's absolutely goddamn ridiculous. $35 million for one day. You know what? Fuck you know you. what? If you're that concerned, donate do it, it. <laughs> and donate the $35 million to a yep. human rights campaign. Yep. You selfish motherfucker. Oh, oh my Holy God. shit. Holy $35 million for oh, one for day. day. I cackle laughed. I couldn't fucking believe it. Oh, yeah. It's, oh it's not good. Take I mean, their money then. Wasn't Take, his like he sold his part of the tequila company for like several billion dollars or I something? Know. I think he needs to just take that money and donate oh, it. You piece of shit. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Rich people have too much money. They do. Let's eat them. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, who listened to this episode. And thanks, Dan, for being here. Mm-hmm. You can shoot us any thoughts, concerns, criticisms, or sponsorship opportunities at 5x5film at gmail.com. However, if you send me some promo codes you want to send out, don't ask me <laughs> to give you like snippets from episodes, download times, <laughs> download stats. Don't make me work for it. I'm doing you the favor. You can find us on Facebook with all the red hot memes at 5x5movies. <laughs> Thank you, Dan Benjamin, the 5 by 5 podcast work, and the entire team at Fireside. Thank you, Hippie Hater, for the review. Hey, thanks. Any, someone else give us a review. We read it on the show. Don't you want to hear your name on the show? Give us a fucking review. <laughs> we'll see you next week with another 5 by 5 of the movies. Roll, Roll credits. credits.